Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. How are you doing this week? I am. I'm, I'm holding in there, hanging in. Had to move all of my recording equipment downstairs because we've had construction across the street and a helicopter and then an ambulance. So it's a real New York City podcast happening here. I mean, I don't hear any of it. I, I'm curious to see what our what our listeners get to hear from <laughs> all the, the bonus city. the bonus tracks. Yeah, the, yeah, the city noise. Um, so we were going to meet a little, a few minutes ago and I told you I could be there. And then I went to pick up Sylvie from camp, you know, summer camp. And they were, I was waiting, waiting. People were like driving around me to leave, you know? And so I'm like, what's going on? So this camp counselor comes to the door and I rolled down my window and she's like, we seem to have lost her. And then I was like, I'm sorry. And then they were what? like, her shoes. And I was like, <laughs> lead with the shoes. <laughs> Oh, I like panic for like a second and then way it was, to like, bury the lead oh my god I know I was like I, I sheer panic for a second and then then we're like we found one shoe but we can't find the other shoe anywhere and we are not like shoe people for our kids because our kids are very tall and grow very fast and it's ridiculous so she has really one pair that fits her well this pair and we just got them for vans so and the, she's like we looked everywhere we think maybe another kid took it home and I was like, I don't understand what's shoe? happening with the shoes. It's like a shoe <laughs> klepto in the class. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, one shoe? And what are you doing? Like, what's going on with these shoes? What's happening? So so there we are. That's where. So it took forever. It's like five minutes from the house. And it took, I was gone for like 25 minutes looking for this shoe. I feel your pain because shoes are so freaking expensive they're it's like how are they the same price as an adult shoe but it's one third of the size i know my son just he just wore his brand new vans through the most disgusting like new york city puddle the other day and i wanted to let it happen because you know your kid growing up in a city you gotta have something so i let him jump in the puddle and now i'm the filth of hundreds of years is soaked into those little vans mm-hmm. so it is hard. You're right. Cause they are so expensive and then they lose one. <laughs> I just had an idea. So I don't know if you know this about me, but one of my hobbies is coming up with business ideas that I don't follow through on. Mm. Uh, but this is business. Lose shoes, but it would be like Lou, L-U, lose oh. shoes. Right. And then we'll just sell mismatched shoes that can be swapped in and out. Yes. I love this. <laughs> So then if a kid loses one shoe, they can just be like, oh, I'll just get like a green one. Then I'll like green, red. and Absolutely. Right. And then they're half yeah. the price. I was just going to say, I, I don't know if it's a million dollar idea, but it's like a half million dollar idea. <laughs> it's <laughs> at least a four dollar idea. Let's do it because I need one shoe right now. So it would solve my problem. Yeah. So today is our first uh, micro episode, I guess you might say. Instead of doing our usual format, we're just going to dive into a question or two each week that we get on our Instagram or uh, via email. So keep sending those in. Uh, what are we doing today? 
So I have one question that may lead to another question. Okay. And I'm curious, really curious about your answer because I have no idea. So this is the question for, on, from Instagram. What went through your mind the first time you saw the crowd at one of their shows? What went through my mind? Well, I think that this, uh, whoever posed this question is looking at the crowd of 2022. <laughs> because the first time that I saw a Coheed show was 2003. Um, you know, they were touring in a van. I think Second Stage had come out, their first album had come out, yeah, a year earlier. So 2002, the record came out. They were touring on that record. It was a huge record for them, but the crowds that, that were nowhere near sort of where they are today, which I guess is good news, <laughs> really good news. Um, I'm trying to even think about what the first show I would have seen is. And I think it was Skate and Surf, that festival that they used to have in Asbury Park. Oh, I love Asbury Park. Oh, I love Asbury Park, too. We actually had our first kiss at Asbury Park. Oh, my gosh. I love it. It's majestic there. It is. And they built it. I mean, when we were there then, it was not majestic. It was. <laughs> but this, this festival was amazing. And the beach, is, like right on the beach, is yeah. so cool. But I remember seeing this, them playing like this festival and the way that their fans were interacting and engaging was like nothing I've ever seen before. So it was it was really profound for me to watch him play and watch all of them play as a band um, and watch the, the crowd just completely mesmerized. It was the first time I think that I realized, oh, shit, like this is this is like this is something different, you know, because we had met briefly. We talked for a few hours and then we talked on the phone for a few months. So. I wasn't watching his shows every day. I didn't just jump right into that. So this was the first time and I'd already had a connection with him. Um, we'd already basically were in love at this point. So watching that element then just gave it such a different, it just felt so much more profound. It was watching somebody that you really care about and love doing this thing that they're also really fucking good at. It was amazing. But yeah, it was not a larger crowd than it was. It wasn't something like, Oh, this is huge. This is a stadium. It was, you know, a thousand really, really, really dedicated people. So from the time where you began like talking on the phone to the time you saw the first show, were you listening to Coheed and Cambria at all? Or were you, did you not picked it up really yet? Well, you might say that I picked it up. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely was was rocking some <laughs> coheed at that time. I love that. Oh, yeah. that's adorable. What about you? Um, this is really funny because Adam and I started dating in February, the end of February 2008. That's and then I finished school in April and at the end of April, you know, like the twenty eighth or something like that. And then I'm I moved to New York to be with him. That is a dramatic move. It was, I mean, it was crazy, but I just finished school. I was like done, except for like two classes. That's a story for another day that, which I finished later. So yeah. So we had been dating for about three months and I moved to New York and they're just stay in his room while they were recording new again. And, um, their first show that I ever saw, I had never, I had knew, knew their big damn sure. Cause it was on MTV and I knew 
a few other songs that I just I kind of heard through friends. And so they played at Madison Square Garden. For the oh first my show God. That I ever saw them with My Chemical Romance. So another completely May. opposite <laughs> life experience. I know. Well, I came in a little later. I mean, it definitely came in later than you did. And so um, Louder Now had, had been out and they had toured on Louder Now and then um, they were ready to re- record another record. And that's kind of when I came in. And so they had that show with My Chem at Madison Square Garden in May. 2008 and that was my first time seeing him I had never Adams I I think that he's an introvert and so when I saw them perform I was speechless I hadn't I did not know who he was on stage and he's a different person and it's awesome and it's so he's so I I think he's so good at it and he's such a good showman and I just had not I was like, it's a dual personality (laughs) at first I was shocked. And it's, and now I, I, now I actually can definitely like integrate them. And I see, and I see that where it all comes together. But at first I was like, his accent changes. Is that right? (laughs) It's unbelievable. I had no idea that was a thing until I met Claudio and that, you know, the, the more musicians you encounter, you can kind of categorize them into those two groups where they're like the super, extroverted stage maniacs and then the people who are kind of you know playing dual roles Claudio is definitely one of those people that is why everybody asks like are you going to cut your hair it's that is like a literal barrier for him and he hides behind it actually funny story is that I met Claudio on the tour with the used um and I had been at a show like a week prior to, to that, to the day that we actually talked and we were walking through the crowd and we had no idea like what their band was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a thing that we kind of wasn't, wasn't in my periphery. And we saw, I like briefly saw him playing, but he was under this like veil of hair. And at the, my friend Veronica and I, she was like, is that, is that a lady? Like we couldn't figure out if, cause it was just really like a quick in passing and then when we talked, his hair was like pulled back. Um, and it was, I didn't even equate the two until he was like, oh yeah, I'm in the opening band. And I'm like, holy shit, you totally are. You totally are. That was, it was such a weird dichotomy. And it still is. I see him, I mean, he doesn't like have banter really. He doesn't do stage banter, but his performance style is very, showman like super show-offy and he is not that way at all in life I love it it's like it is like a way to release some of like it's definitely a creative release that performance and I respect that I can see that now so much in, in the different bands that I've seen and the people that I know who've performed and it's really it's interesting Adam does do the banter I don't know how many times you've seen Take Back Sunday but he really goes for it yeah I watch them anytime we're out I try to watch them as much as possible. Like if we happen to be in the same festival or when we did the tour together, I mean, I'm a huge fan of taking back Sunday. So it's, it's always my dream when there's a, a tour package that you're excited to watch know. Yeah. Know, the, the other bands. So yeah, yeah, no, I love watching them even yeah, on the, you fun. know, the, when they popped onto the cruise, we, we like everybody went and rallied and watched and they just put on such a great show. And I love yeah. his vibe. I love his stage vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's so, it is also, like you said from Claudio, like it's very 
I would say different, but, but I feel like once you get to know them, I, you can see like where it's stemming from and this like authentic, interesting, creative place. What was like, what is Adam's sort of inspiration? Is there a, a, a musician or a group of musicians that he kind of like picked up from or emulated or no, we'd have to ask it. We're, we will have to have borrow them on tricks. to ask them. Yeah. We'll have to have them on, but I definitely feel like on stage and I don't want to speak for him. So this is my conception of it, but I feel like on stage, he brings out the Southern, really like a kind of Southern, the Southern voice that he, you know, that I, that's deeper than his own. He was, he's from the South, obviously. So it's not like performative, but it's like, not like always so pronounced. Yeah. And so that was so surprised. It's like a preacher. <laughs> it, it really is. That's why I'm asking. Cause I wondered if there was somebody that he was like, you know, is it a Johnny Cash? Is there somebody that sort of, he, um, he's a big John Prine fan. Do I, am I remembering yeah. that correctly? No, that's yeah. True. yeah. Um, I know with for Claudio, it's Jimi Hendrix. Like he loves Hendrix and cool. some of the stylistic choices that Hendrix made. I can see them now knowing him and knowing how he's inspired. And you see those little things kind of peek through. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. I, I guess you kind of have to be. Maybe there's something protective about that. Just being like, now, well, who I am is different than who I am here. You get to put a play a role. And yeah. It's different for what you do, for sure. What, but like when you go to the Comic-Con or when you like are signing or do you feel like you are are also like part of a performance or do you feel like you don't have to do that? I've only done one <laughs> so <Yeah>. far. <laughs> so I don't know. I've only done one signing. But I'm curious about how you, do you feel like that's also a performance? I don't know. I, I almost, it's, I don't believe. So even doing this podcast, right? Some days I think to myself, you know, like, what's my podcast for? Or like, whatever, you know, is it different than what is, what's the thing that separates doing this from having a conversation on the street or mm-hmm. being at a Comic Con or doing an interview or doing a stream? We have a stream tonight. Um, what's the dividing line? Because it's almost like, like a different, I get to sort of be a different person in every pocket. Um, and I don't know, I, part of me was thinking, does it, is it inauthentic if you feel like you have all of these different parts of yourself that you can play? And it's not. It's, you know, when I'm at Comic-Con, I'm connecting with people who may or may not be into a certain type of thing. So those are the things we usually talk about. Um, you and I, we talk a lot about writing or kids or this um, because that's where we connect. So I think it's really, you know, the way that you connect maybe in a musical scenario is different than the way that you're going to connect in an interview or with your friends or with your spouse. I don't think it's that unlike knowing, like reading the room. What about when you're on stage singing? Do you, then do you feel like you have to put on a performance or are you still, is it the same? I think about not crying, <laughs> not peeing my pants, not vomiting. Those are really the only things. I am so freaking terrified when it doesn't matter. Like, I am shocked to hear that. You, I'm shocked because you are, su- you have such a, sense of I don't know like a strong sense of self I guess and I'm surprised to hear that you get nervous I think that's why I keep doing it because I know that eventually I'll get over that uh, yeah I mean the repetition but god damn I mean not not to say that people who have stage fright don't have a strong sense of self I would never be able to get up and sing and I feel like I'm a very confident person even though I love to sing I wouldn't I wouldn't do it I guess for me it's always the fear of letting Claudio down because typically we're performing together so if I suck or I screw something up, it's it's going to throw him off. And um, 
Yeah. Does he get Does he get grumpy about that? No. No. He be, no like, no. I think it's more my own self-imposed pressure and probably like imposter syndrome and all the other things that we let psych us out of stuff we want to do. But I love it. I have we have so much fun. I like writing music with him. Um, we're always, I'm sure you guys too are always like singing as a family and there's always music in the house. It's, it's just yeah. constant. Yeah. It's cute. I love being on stage though, but not singing, but I like have no stage fright any other time. Are you a good public speaker? I think so. I mean, I don't, I read, I just had a reading and I, and it went, it was fun. I like being on stage and I, so it's not something that I, like I'm necessarily afraid of, but I have to be super prepared. I feel like if I wasn't, I overprepare, you know, for everything pretty much. I think that's where I, I, why I, I'm not into it or why I'm so nervous because I'm not good at preparing for those things. I'm always, I think I'll just wing it and it's going to be great. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never, I've never done that. 50-50. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just the thought of like just winging it is I, I, I know I have control issues at like serious ones. So it's not always funny, but I, the thought of just winging it isn't like, it makes me, I can't even really say it. I can't like out loud. Like even when you sent me the email for the, like to, to like get our podcast in order, I'm like, I can't believe I haven't like really written this whole thing out, but this one is easier for me because it's so conversational. Even though we plan, we, we have plans in place. Yeah. I feel like with a podcast, if you have too much structure, it feels really disingenuine and it you get locked into knowing that like oh these are the things we want to talk about and that is yeah. it so it's hard to do as a two-person maybe if it was a scripted single right scripted yeah you know podcast but in a conversational moment and I think that's where you connect right are the the moments where you're just kind of going off the cuff and trying something new or it sparks an idea that when you talked about the scripted one, it made me think of the uh, our alternate podcast idea. I don't know if I should say it because I don't want people anyone to steal our <laughs> our weird sideshow. You better not. No, should we introduce it? I mean, I think we should just so we know that we created it first. Yeah, but first, there's yeah, a timestamp. This whole the whole podcast will be. It's going to be good. We're just going to go to all the places where Edgar Allan Poe went, and we're going to find out the truth of his death, whether it was consumption alcohol poisoning oh oh then I told my friend that you told me he might have died of rabies and she said she heard that it was voter fraud they were trying to get him to vote a certain way and get him drunk kind of like they did the sailors and then they made him conscript to the military yeah yeah Yeah, I actually had to look that word up from wikipedia yesterday because at the end of it it said is it cooping oh oh is that what it's called I couldn't tell if it was there was no there was no like hyphen but it was either cooping or co-oping but yeah, I, I looked it up because I'm like, what the hell is this? That was another possible oh, cause yeah, of we, death. I think that we should go there. And then we can go to like, because he has the bar, there's a bar in Baltimore. There's a bunch of bars and like um inns and stuff up and down like the eastern seaboard. I hope NPR is listening. Are you? <laughs> We're ready for the big time. <laughs> An investigative tale. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So we have a few minutes, but I'll add this question on because I thought it was interesting because I have two answers, but I'm curious to see. I want to say, like, what about when you want to go to a gig, but due to circumstances are solo, still go, question mark. So I'm going to premise this with two things. Like, I would say Coheed show versus, like, another show if Claudio's gone or you don't have friends who can go. Would you go? Have you gone to a show alone? I will do pretty much anything alone, Um, primarily because I know that I will make a friend there. 
my friends make fun of me consistently because no matter where I go, like I have the numbers of Uber drivers. I have friends I've been on airplanes I've known for 20 yeah. years. Oh. I, I still talk to a woman, um, this Orthodox woman who incidentally is also deaf that I met on the subway. And we were just like started passing the phone back and forth and like communicating that way. Um, she just had another grandbaby. I'm like, oh. So, yeah, I'm not afraid to go places alone because I either really want to go and I don't want to miss that experience. And if nobody wants to go with me, like, all right, whatever. If somebody's asking about like a coheed show, I would say yes, absolutely go because the fan base are so welcoming and so loving and super connected. And you can't, even if you don't want to make a friend there, you will. I think that you're going to go to a space like that and you're all singing the songs together. Any show, you know, if you're at a rock show and you're just in the music and you're lost in it and you're connecting with all of these people simultaneously, like you kind of don't need somebody there. No. And if you're like going on like a first date, that could ruin your time. (laughs) (laughs) Because they might want to like get up in there and go, you know, go for it. And then you don't have to worry about anyone else. Like For sure. It's like going to a movie on your first date. You might yeah. as well, might as well not go <laughs> go on a date at all. Yeah, I haven't been on a first date in so long. Oh my god! I don't even know. It's been so for me. The show, the take when I when I first looked at that question, I was like, to a Taken Back Sunday show, it never, I, w- I would, it doesn't feel alone if I'm the only one there, you know. So that for me is a valid, but for like a, because then it's everyone's there and on there. But oh, the, the band, you know, and the crew and everyone, and it's really fun. But for to, for me by myself to go to a show, unless it was someone like, and I love like girl rock from the aughts. That's really my vibe. So like if I was going to go to a show alone, it would have to be someone like, like Imogen Heap or like Tegan and Sarah or, you know, like Fiona Apple or something. Then I would go alone. But for me, and I love doing a lot of stuff alone, like eating and going to museums and stuff. I love that. But I don't know that I would like go to like, a show from a rock band by myself would it make a difference if it was like standing like a club show versus uh an arena show I don't know I don't know about a show I just feel like I'm uh get a little bit uh, like I don't know that I would just want to do that by myself but maybe I'm not like so dedicated as others it's hard to say, but thankfully I have my community around me. And so if there was something that I wanted to do and Adam was gone, I would definitely make my sister go with me or one of my friends. So I don't have that problem, thankfully. But when we were in Alaska, Adam had to scramble to do this like last minute um, acoustic show. And I did that whole day in Anchorage by myself and I loved it. So that kind of thing I love. Yeah, like a sightseeing day. Yes, yeah. So our friend Patrick, this just reminded me of the, of this story. He had a ticket. I can't even remember what the show was, but he so he had two tickets, um, and he was trying to sell one because his friend bailed, and he was just going to go alone. So he put it on, you know, StubHub or one of these sites, and and ended up meeting his soon to be wife, who was like, "Yeah, I really want to. Go. I'm going to buy the ticket from you." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to go, and we're next like." the seats are together or we're, you know, whatever, we're both going to be there. Do you want to like go together? And they ended up hanging out and falling in love. And so, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
go to the show because you That's might amazing. meet the love of your life. No. Well, actually, Adam and I went to Rolling Stones and our friends got him the ticket for his birthday, which was really sweet. But they already had tickets like because they were really close up because they knew, knew a bunch of people. And so we were um, further back, but they this, the people we sat next to had sold those two tickets for because they had other people who were going to go with them and then didn't. And so then we were talking with them the whole time. We were like their stand-in friends who were supposed to end up going with them and didn't. Did you go, was it 2019? We just went. No, we just oh, went. You just went. Okay. We went, we like, went well, right before the end of the worlds. I took my mom and Claudio took his dad and like, it was so cute. It was so cute. Except we didn't have any connections for like our booking agent will usually like hook us up or find, you know, good seats, but it was Rolling Stones. So he couldn't get anything. Um, so I sat like refreshing the Ticketmaster hours in this online queue just refreshing 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 it was a it was a humbling experience and worth yeah. every second oh yeah it was amazing oh it was i was so inspired adam we were like both getting choked up and i don't i like really like the rolling stones but i'm not like a huge, don't know like all their songs or anything by any means and i was still it was just beautiful it was so impressive like he's it's just it was so fun to watch it I, really you just was really understand the draw i'd never seen them before so whether you're like a hardcore Rolling Stones fan or not, their impact on the public consciousness is it's just undeniable. So even if you don't think you know a lot of songs, like you know a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I it was really it was such a fun day. It was cool. Oh, and he like named every town in North Carolina. I <laughs> this is random. He was like, I'm glad to be here. I bet there are people from Raleigh, from Asheville, from Wilmington, from but he like kept going. And you know, he's not from here. He's not he's not even from the United States. And so I was just like, what a professional. Like he can name a lot of cities. And he made people feel like they were really part of that welcome, you know, and that he knew he knew their place. And I don't know, I thought it was really cool. That was a cool move. Did you see those posts where he was going to local bars? He was right in our name, right <laughs> down the street from us. This like crazy little saloon that's like um, sandwiched between an apartment, giant apartment complex. So there's this like little up building, you know, like the movie up where it's like this little tiny. So it's like an old saloon around like a giant apartment complex. Oh my God. And he went there and took a picture. It's called Thirsty Beaver. I, I mean, what a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if we ever do another tour together, we should make that our goal where we just explore the local, uh, you know, bars. If, I think it's not if, I think it's when. It is when. Hopefully they, that will happen. I was thinking like two or three week European tour Ooh. and somehow magically we get a second bus any yeah. way we can, any which way but loose. <laughs> and we, and we do that. Wouldn't that be the dream? Yes. Well, we eat Indian food. Um, we're going to speak these things into the universe, as they say, and then see what... We're going to plant the seeds and see what grows. And then see who's going to water that seed when we're away. <laughs> oh, no. House plants are... I had talked to, talk to someone today about that. You did? Um, yeah, I'm really worried about my house plants, and so I'm, I'm making plans for them. I'm, like, going to take this care of This is great them. news. I was, I've been very concerned about the house plants. I saw your post yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God. It's a saga. I don't, we don't even, we don't have time to get into it right now because we have, uh, this is making this a short episode. No one wants to hear about my plant, my house plant drama. Well, next mini-sode, we'll do a checkup on the plants. We'll <laughs> see, we'll have the plant sitters send photos. We'll share them. We'll do the whole thing. Yeah. Honestly, I love the thought of being on the road for a couple of weeks more than my plants, but don't tell them I no, said that. No, no, I'm telling you, like, 
they know that we hate them, kind of. <laughs> Those are, that's why they're so fickle. The rooted. It's the rootedness. I like that Virginia Woolf quote. I am rooted, but I flow. But I feel like I'm not rooted. <laughs> I just want to flow. <laughs> I love Virginia Woolf. Me too. Though, so. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. So thanks everyone for listening to these mini episodes. We'll cover more questions in the next mini sode. Is that what we're calling? Yeah, it? yeah, I don't know. Mini sodas. Mini sodas. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get to go there so soon bad. too. So yeah. So I hope that that did answer some questions. Maybe. I don't yeah, really know. Yeah, I think know. we did. We we definitely covered that, I think. We t- we touched the we Stuff. tipped the iceberg tip of mm-hmm. the questions. Yeah. And if we didn't ask it again, maybe we'll pull it out of the hat. <laughs> There's probably more to say about yeah. it too. But so yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well then next week we will be back with Kira Cooper. And um it's gonna be a beautiful episode. So stay tuned. Can't wait. Have a great rest of your day. Hope it gets better and find that shoe.